Yeah, I went I went shooting with um some of my uh friends or something. I don't know who they were. Yeah. <laughs> They're like those famous some of my friends. I went shooting with strangers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's Texas. <laughs> no, it is. But I went anyway, I went with complete strangers. Yeah, I went shooting with complete strangers and uh they, they had an AR15 and I got to shoot it and I was like, no wonder everybody wants these things. This thing is like was so accurate. I was like, yes. Everything I aimed at, I hit, and I was like, they were like getting mad because I was hitting too many targets. And I was like, this gun's too good. Like, that's how good this gun is. So yes, I was like, bro. I'm very impressed by this AR-15. Very impressed, and it was so easy to shoot. Mm-hmm. No kick, no nothing. It was just yeah, yeah. It was great. Then, um, like you know, like with me. I thought I didn't I forgot what it was called, but from cutting hair for like five years straight or whatever, uh-huh. like my hand grip dexterity was starting to go. So mm-hmm. being able to have something like that where I don't have like where I don't have to squeeze the heck out of it and control the recoil and stuff. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome, man. But not cutting hair for a couple years, my I'm getting it back. Cause I was just be able to I was dropping everything, bro. I pick up my phone, drop it, pick up this, drop it. Oh. my grip was going away yeah i guess because yeah. you just had your hands clinched all the time huh on something or holding yeah something. 12 hours a day like this <laughs> little like edward scissor hands all the time <laughs> yeah he's got claws for hands yeah. <laughs> for real yeah man um but um so you were saying that uh people that um you know pastors kind of have that narcissistic oh no you were saying that the the what David Koresh did, it was pretty much like model the church saying, like, I'm the only one that can hear from God. Yeah. And how people get their identity wrapped up in, I'm the only one that, you know, my identity is in Christ, but Christ is in their image. Yes. Right? Yeah. Instead of them being right, you in just, You yeah. just said it. Like, yeah. So, like, David Koresh, the guy from Waco, who, by the way, the guy who... Uh, burned all those people alive, women, men, women, children. That's uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, ATF guy now. Um, so, oh, the yeah. child sniffer. Yeah, that's his uh, ATF agent. Is a guy from Waco. Um, but anyway, uh, he, uh, David Koresh at Waco is cult leader. The way he behaved is not different than most pastors behave, especially like all the pastors I've met in my life, the bigger ones I've met, their narcissism and their ego specifically, their ego has like no bounds on it. And like his behavior is Dave Koresh. It was identical, man. Like he's the only one that can hear from God. Nobody else can hear from God, even if they do. And this is what Christian pastors do is that they don't, they say that other people can hear from God, but they're the only ones that can hear from God properly. Like, they're the ones that are the most accurate. And so, even mm-hmm. if you hear something, it's kind of like what they say overrides that. And, and like, we we're also talking about, too, like, the identity in Christ thing is, like, crazy. And it actually probably even shouldn't be a thing because it's so uh, prone to causing lots and lots of problems. Like, so identity in Christ, identity in Christ is like, (laughs) identity in Christ is like, um, you know, I'm a Christian and that's who I am, which is 
true. And I'm supposed to go around the hospital and bring people to the consciousness of Jesus Christ, but that's my identity. <laughs> yeah. That's who I'm rooted in. I'm yeah. supposed to go lay hands on this sick person that's going to bite my face, but because <laughs> I'm, my identity is rooted in Christ, I have to do that. <laughs> yeah. I got to go tell Nurse, I go tell this nurse how she's wrong and her ways of living is evil. <laughs> that makes you think of Friday, whenever he sees Miss Jones, he's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh knows what I want. <laughs> my shepherd, he knows what I want." <laughs> Miss yeah. no, Parker, Miss Parker, Miss Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like exactly, bro, exactly. And, and like, and that's the thing that's dangerous is because like it can lock in your ego. And I, and I say, I'm saying that's, you know, intentionally like lock in because really your goal should be like shredding or letting go of your ego, like letting go of the me, 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 selfish, 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 screw everybody else mm-hmm. mindset. That should be like disappearing from people. Right. Hey, you got a, you got a pirate filter. <laughs> that should be disappearing from filters, from filters, from people. But, but, but what happens is they don't, they don't. Um, when you say my identity is in Christ, then it becomes, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you're hard. You're hard to look at without laughing. <laughs> So Kendrick got his pirate hat filter on with an eye patch. Then he got his black and white stripes on, so it just blends in with his pirate and his pirate hat. <laughs> Our matey. <laughs> we be doing the podcast. <laughs> Our, we be talking about the Lord. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right. No, I mean, well, I was I'll, I'll stick with this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, your goal should be like letting go of being a jerk all the time and being so right. selfish and having to be right all the time. But, like, if your identity is in Christ, quote unquote, that's like impossible now. Cause, like, it's only wrapped up in your understanding of Jesus. Yes. So, if your understanding of Jesus is messed up, then your mm-hmm. identity's messed up. So, and which it's not if you're, if you're, the question's not again, like, not if you're wrong, it's how wrong are you? Yes. Because you're wrong. It's just you don't know how wrong you are, you know? Like, it's like this yeah. uh, thing they say there's things you know, you know, things you know, you don't know, and things you don't even know, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in the last category, you know? No. But people, man, it's like, yeah, I, the cult leaders just, I think the difference is between the cult leaders, though, is that they don't care about doing good. They don't care about helping people. They like only care about themselves and their narcissism and whatever has reached a point where it's like, it doesn't care anymore at all about other people. It doesn't care about. What happens to them is just whatever I need to do to get what I need or be God or whatever. And again, not a lot of pastors aren't that far away from that. They really aren't like. Yeah. So whenever I started studying, right, how many gods there is and there's this book called Why So Many Gods. Yeah. I read that book and it talked about at all the religions, like all the world religions. 
And a lot of them that are very popular, like that we have in the United States, Mormonism, Jehovah Witness, mm-hmm. um, you know, some other ones were considered cults by definition. Not it was just more like a definition book. It wasn't like a wow, like a, really? yeah, it wasn't really a um was it? It wasn't it was nonfiction. It was basically like a it was like a dictionary, like this religion established by this person or, or founded this way. A, B, C, D, it was just no opinion at all. It was just straight up definition. Now, those definitions were like huge. I have no idea. Possibly, maybe, but it was just more informational than it was on anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. So those were actually considered, it was two or three of them considered cults by definition that really blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. I'm actually going to look that up right quick. Cause yeah, I, now as an adult, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, because like whoever comes knocking at my door on a Saturday asking if I'm ready for Jehovah's return, I'll be like, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. I mean, pretty much this fits the same thing. Cult is... Uh, so I'm looking at Merriam-Webster's version of it, the definition. It's a religion regarded as orthodox, unorthodox, or spurious. Well, I guess I don't even know what would be considered orthodox or non-orthodox, I guess, if you have a list of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, second definition is a great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work, such as a film or a book. Um, mm-hmm. A usually, uh, usually a small group of people characterized by by such devotion. System of religious beliefs and ritual. Uh, yeah, system for the cure based uh, to cure cure disease based on dogma set forth by its promulgator. I guess that's a health cult. I have never heard of that. That's interesting. I guess that would be like the guy, like the women who. Think essential oils fix everything. That and don't take your damn medicine because it ain't gonna fix you. Only Jesus can fix you. Yeah, that would be a health cult. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which there's a lot of charismatic groups like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so it's crazy, you know, to think too. Just I guess about people that people just like want leadership like that. You know? What yeah, I'm people, dude. There's so many people. I realize that want to be told what to do and how to think. There's so many people like that out there, bro, um, that I have encountered in the last seven years. And it makes it very hard not to take advantage of somebody that's willing not to think for themselves and not to um, question anything. Um, As long as it's presented in the right way and it's sugarcoated, you can do whatever you need to do. Dude. so yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I just that just always blew me away. I guess and maybe because our personality types aren't like that. Mm-hmm. Just the idea that the idea that somebody is so so uh, dull or lacks vision so much to the point where they just want somebody to tell them what to do all the time. That's yeah. like really weird to me. Like, but that's asking for a cult leader to come scoop you up and take you to the back. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's good. <laughs> for real, 
That's all it's doing. That's good. Please, cult leader, please manipulate me. Carve a swastika in my head, please, Charlie. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's all it's doing, bro. And uh, it's just crazy, man. It's like, what are people thinking? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, uh, I mean, and, and there's so many cults like that have happened in America. I mean, even over here, well, where I live at, like there was the some kind of family, like the Jones family or whatever they were called. You know what I'm talking about? You know, uh, not my family, no. But no, no. Uh, <laughs> I would just want to set that record straight. You know. I'm, <laughs> It's not my family. Uh, not, no. Uh, no, you have no relation. That's and that's your slave no name anyway, right? <laughs> that's your uh that's your uh Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. But yes. Um yeah, it was Jones. You're absolutely right, because I was just like, dang it, why they gotta have that last thing? Wow. Oh look, see, and I just learned about another one. There was another cult. Uh from the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. Those but, are Mormons. Yeah. That's they, the Mormons say. Yeah. But they say they, oh, I don't want to say nothing to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, no, I guess I started caring about yeah. people's feelings, but yeah, they, there, there's some beliefs they have in there that to anybody, I would say the, how can I put this? Hmm. There's some beliefs I've heard from certain sects of Mormon churches that anybody with, I would say, common sense, which is not common, anybody with a good grounding in reality, regardless <laughs> if you're religious or not, would hear that and go, what? Yeah. Like, huh? Like, seriously, I've heard some things from there that I'm just like, what is how? What? Yeah. Wait, wait, back up. Yeah, exactly. And it's and crazy. I found out that those things that are just the mind blowers, they tell them after they're indoctrinated for years or something. That's when it comes out. Well, can you? I mean, can you imagine that though? Because then you're not questioning it. Because it, what up? No, no, go. No, keep going, man. You're on a you're on a thing. Go for it. Oh, you can change it back. Oh, I'll say it comes out years. I'm trying to, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Man, I don't got the. I'm. I don't got space no more, man. My space ain't here. Oh, that's all right. Let's see. Yeah, man. What's upsetting me? Um, but um. Yeah, so I found out that that is told to them like years in, like when they're already been indoctrinated and they're doing their thing. They're riding bikes and the white shirts with the helmets, even though they drove a car to the neighborhood. Um, after they do all that, that's when they kind of are around that area. They drop that bomb on them. Like, guess what? <laughs> guess what? You're about to have sex with 10 women. Guess what? You gotta, and then when you die, you get your own planet and you'll be the God of that planet and you will have little minions. Yeah. And, uh, you black, know, like black people are yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was one that they used to have that they kind of got rid of. Yeah. What? So they said that uh, black people are, mm -hmm. are the children of Cain, and yep. they were cursed, and that's why their skin was so dark. Uh huh. They did say that. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, man. Like you don't. But I mean, you know, think I think about, <laughs> I think about uh, that's good. That's good background. <laughs> I think about um, uh, 
what's it called? Like all the, there's been there's been all kinds of weird things like that though. I mean, just through regular like well regular there is no regular church history, but like they've done some crazy stuff too that it's just been like. I don't know. Honestly, like if I think back, like if I was like a five hundred years ago, I don't mm-hmm. think I would even care about being a Christian at all because of all the bad stuff they did. Five hundred years ago, what is that, bro? Fifteen hundred? What was going on in fifteen hundred? That the Dark Ages, knights and kings and stuff? Yeah, it's pretty dang close. Let's see what's going on in the fifteen hundreds. It's probably my guess is gonna be. Uh. Let's see. First black slaves in America brought to Spanish colony in Santa Santo Domingo. So this is before 1776. This is before America. This is before America. Yeah. So the Spanish were bringing black people to uh, the colonies in Santo Domingo, which is, I'm assuming, in Texas somewhere. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa that year or in that century. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Peter's Church started in Rome. Uh, Henry VIII ascends to the English throne. Michelangelo paints the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. So this is like Leonardo da Vinci's time and Raphael. Yeah. Uh, they realized the world wasn't flat? Yeah, 1517. No. <laughs> I don't know when that happened, actually. Well, it had to be because they started shipping niggas around the world and stuff. <laughs> They're just, they were probably just like, I don't know. Somebody was like, it works if we just sell this way, get more slaves over there. They didn't care if the world was round, like get to work. <laughs> That's all they cared about. Yeah. Trebajo. Since it was <laughs> for real. Yeah, we we, we got to up for lost time. We're Spanish. Trebajo. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Oh, goodness, man. That's, you know, I, we could used to talk about that for a minute. Cause that's kind of funny and silly what? at the time. So like slave history, right? Like, yes. Okay, like, so black people, I understand. I'm black. I understand you being mad, and we should be mad about racism and all that stuff, right? But the slavery thing is like, that's like a worldwide problem. That has been a worldwide problem for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the people who sold you out were your own friends and family. If you ended up, if your family, probably like mine, you're from Nigeria and y'all ended up coming on a ship over here, it's because your friends and family sold you out. That's why you're here. The transatlantic slave trade, you know? And like, but it's like crazy because everybody's enslaved everybody. Like there's actually a quote by Thomas Sowell that is about that. Let's see if I can find it right quick. Yeah. Let's see here. Thomas Sowell. That was so cool when you said his name was said like that. I was like, that's dope. I know. I know. That is dope. Thomas Sowell. Okay. Despite the widespread misconceptions in the United States today that the institution of slavery was based on race, for most of the thousands of years in which slavery existed around the world, it was... It was based on whoever was vulnerable to the enslavement and within striking distance. Thus, Europeans enslaved other Europeans just as Asians enslaved other Asians and Africans enslaved other Africans. While Polynesians enslaved other Polynesians and the indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere enslaved other indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere, Native Americans. 
The very word slave, derived from the word for Slavs, oh, that's even more messed up, who was enslaved by the fellow Europeans for centuries before Africans began to be brought in chains to the Western Hemisphere. Africans were not singled out by a, by a race or for ownership by Europeans. They were resorted to after the rise of nation states that... Uh, let's see, there's a lot going on here. Okay, basically, what he's saying is the reason Africans became slaves is because they were available. And they had you know, the European slaves before that, but they raised up and they had nation states and fought back against it. So you kind of end up with this picture of like, you're only here because you were easy to get here. That's the only reason you're here. We're here. And it's like, which is pretty, that's kind of a different take on history because most people don't teach that. They teach that white people hate black people and that's it. You know? Well, I'm sure there's some hatred involved in it, but. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's some hatred, like, uh, you take this whatever way you want to take it. But Nigerians are some of the most racist people I ever met in my life. And I'm saying that from being Nigerian, I'm saying that. <laughs> so there is, <laughs> I want to say I, it's not, it's not, it's not Sudan. Um, it's not Congo. It might be. Yeah. And I could say that too. Like they, those, I had an African roommate, let's put it like this, had an African roommate darker than me didn't like me because I was American black. Like he had discrimination <laughs> about me. He's like, you and your damn food stamps and your welfare and all this other stuff. And I was like, all right, Kunta Kente, calm down. I'll whoop your ass, man. Like, calm down. I'll beat the bricks off of you right now in this living room. You're listening. Son, you and your damn sandals, I'm dog. From, I'm from, we do not eat, we eat dirt. <laughs> we do not have food stamps, we eat dirt. Yeah. Nope. No, man, that's bad. Anywhere you are, make <laughs> up food. That's just bad. Just get food stamps. Yeah. So, I had to, I had to set him straight. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. I mean, that's. But then, again, like, I like, I liked how like Thomas sold though. Like when he, when he was saying when he's describing this, he was saying like, you they were slaves because they were available. Like this mm-hmm. goes. I mean, that goes back to the same thing with the cult leaders, like. Yep. How did I get in the cult? How like oh man, this is gonna be so good. I just thought it's something we need to get on with this. So Oh yeah. Here we go. Here comes the meat of some topics right here. And I kinda I think I had talked to you a little bit about this before, possibly. There we go. Mm-hmm. But All right. whenever whenever something bad happens to people, there's a tendency to want to blame everybody else but yourself. There's a tendency to want to just be like, mm-hmm. this car salesman lied to me. This pastor abused me. This priest abused me. This, like, this this uh, ministry shouldn't be ran this way. This this uh, business shouldn't be ran this way. Uh, we don't like it. Like, there's a tendency to do that, right? Instead of going mm-hmm. with the business. Why am I still shopping here? Maybe I shouldn't shop here anymore. Instead of it going, maybe I shouldn't go to church here. Or maybe I just shouldn't believe this about things anymore. Instead of turning it back inwards and making the change of yourself, you just keep trying to change the world. And the world doesn't just bend to your will however you want, whenever you feel like it. You know, like these, like corporations, for example, like 
um, you know, take one of the huge ones. We'll take like Apple or something, right? Mm-hmm. Apple was literally rallying or lobbying at Congress to keep the Uruguay province in China or whatever, where they have the Islamic slaves right now in the internment camps, like Nazi World War II type stuff, forced labor, all that stuff in China at the moment. Mm-hmm. They were lobbying to keep that lead, to keep that going because it would hurt their bottom line if they mess with China. Now it's like, what are we supposed to do with that? It's like, mm-hmm. The honestly, the best you can do is like not use Apple products, maybe, or maybe you can call your congressman. I don't know what there is to be done. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they're more powerful mm-hmm. than America. I mean, I don't know what you're gonna do about that. But my point is just like you like turning the change inside to your inner world that you can change and you can create and you can you have complete sovereignty over. Instead of changing that everybody wants to complain about the outside and it's like same thing with like getting stuff done like oh i can't do this i don't feel like it or i don't feel like this or i don't feel like doing this or and i understand you know everybody needs a break but like you gotta gotta get motivated you know what i'm saying like me Mm -hmm. here's how here's my day starts every day i'm like how am i supposed to want to be alive like I need to find something inspiring. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Why do I want to be alive today? <laughs> like that's what I need to I need to find something that motivates me or inspires me to want to do something. Like gives me like the gumption. I but I know that about myself. I know that I'm not going to do something unless I feel motivated. I'm not right. I'm not going to do something unless I have a deadline. Because for some reason or another, I work really well with deadlines, and I didn't even know that about myself till I got older, you know? <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, like, but people are always doing this. They're always like, it's somebody else's fault. It's something else's fault. It's this person's fault. It's my friend's fault. I'm too black. I'm too white. I'm too poor. I'm, like, it's always something like that. And it's yeah. like, and I'm not saying those challenges aren't real. They are real challenges. I'm just saying that. You can't always be blaming somebody else for your problems when you need to turn them inside and ask if you're the problem. Maybe there's something you're doing wrong that's causing the problem. Like me and church stuff, it's like all these people that like me working in the church career, trying to get to a church career for like 11, 12 years or whatever that high number was of years. The thing should have been like, why do I need their permission to be what I am? Why did I let some, why did I let that happen to me? Like why did I let, why did I go this holy man can prevent me from my destiny. He can he has to give me permission to have my destiny, to to have what is mine. Right? Yeah. And it's like that wasn't him doing that. That was me doing that to myself because of maybe it was my childhood trauma. Maybe it was all this gaslighting I had when I was a kid, you know, where they invalidate your feelings and validate what you want to be and validate who you are because you're not some, you know, I don't know, some redneck oil field worker or something. Cause you don't want to grow up and be that like, and it, and it, 
Yeah, I know. It's like, let's go throw the chain. Mm-hmm. You dig the oil. Let's let's get let's get workers comp. Let's uh smoke. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's do some cocaine so we can stay up for 24, 72 hours. If y'all oil field people, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't even play like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Meth is your best friend if you work in the oil field. Y'all know exactly <laughs> what I mean. Meth is your best friend. Don't even pretend like it's not. Ain't <laughs> nobody. But like, yeah, it's like, you know, so I think people just, they got to stop doing that. <laughs> they have to stop doing that and take, not, and I'll, I'll stop with this and see what you think, Kendrick. But this is a quote I think right. is really important. Everything that happens to you is not your fault. But mm-hmm. everything that happens to you becomes 100% your responsibility. Yep. So, do I mean, you know, do something with that. I don't know. What do you think, Kendrick? I think we often, and I think it's just human nature, and I see it in myself and I see it in my rangers, um, we try to fix problems that we cannot fix. Our problems, we try to tackle problems that really is none of our jurisdiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you know, you, you want to got this one dude, he wants to fight a company policy over the bulletproof vest. Yeah. Well, yeah, go about that, bro. Go meet with the lawyers of the company. Go, go, go make that happen. Go do, go meet with the lawyers of the company that help write this policy that is legal in all 50 states that we operate in. You take your little small butt from middle of nowhere, Kansas, went to a high school of 30 people. Um, and so you got the equivalent of a GED. Yeah. In my opinion, it's not even a high school diploma. You do that. You go all the way to Denver, Colorado, and you go to the corporate office and you tell them how you feel so offended and bothered that they got people that went to school for decades and there's 15 of them and they have university degrees all on the damn walls behind them. You go in there with your little high school GED, you wave that paper around and you tell them, how dare five of y'all go to Harvard and Yale and all these business schools and learn how to write law that we're not getting sued because it offended me. And you tell them how that policy is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, please do. We'll see how that happens. So that's way too much energy and that's way too much mountain climbing for that. You know, but something that he can change or can take responsibility over, he chooses not to. So sometimes it's us being purposely negligent and sometimes we're just used to fighting the biggest giant in the room that we forget about the little midgets that are cutting our shins. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, because that's the biggest problem, like that's the most obvious problem, but we forget the little things that is not really in our view that is tripping us up, literally. Yeah. yeah. So it's the little things, man. We we always try to gravitate towards the 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 biggest things and try to solve those problems, you know. And I think it's consciously, it's you know, sometimes it's the logical thing to do, and sometimes it's just that's the only thing I know to do because I can't see the other problems. Like I don't know what else is there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right. I mean, and that that makes me think of like what you're saying. It makes me think of cancel culture, you know? Like mm-hmm. on Facebook, Instagram, places like that. Like mm-hmm. we're living... I deleted my Facebook, by the way. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yep. I was deleted for a while and then I came back and it's been going pretty good. I've been trying to be more positive. It's hard though, man. People be 
people be I you know you don't know how dumb people are till you get a Facebook and then you let your friends say whatever they can say and then you're like oh my god <laughs> dude I wouldn't go to Facebook if it was a real place yes like if it was a destination I would not go there no man you know <laughs> yes Facebook would be the weirdest place to visit <laughs> if you had to visit Facebook. <laughs> Yes, bro. Like it, I think people forget that it's not real. Yeah, and I think people forget that this was a kind of addition to life when it first came around. It wasn't our life. Yeah, you know what I mean. I remember just only being able to check Facebook from a desktop. So oh, it was like I had access to it all the time. It was just like, oh, check my Facebook today. Oh, cool. You know. <laughs> The Dodgers won that game last night. And it was random information. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was nothing more than that. Oh, snap. So, you know, Joey posted a picture of his new dog he got in there at the park. Cool. Yeah. End of story. Logged off. Went outside. You know, went to go do life. <laughs> and now that is attached to our hip. You know what I mean? Like, literally. And so I think, you know, people just forget that we didn't always have Facebook. Like, honestly, Josh, if I could have a flip phone right now, I would. Yeah, I could. I would definitely. Yeah, I could definitely see that. If there was a way to have all the conveniences of the phone without it, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like that wasn't the way we were supposed to interact with each other. That was never. No, the it way. wasn't. It and wasn't. people and people do people get like. And I got to say, like, even on my thing, I'm guilty of this, too, of trying to be way too activist on a keyboard like mm. a keyboard warrior like like i pissed off a lot of people on facebook <laughs> where i got kicked out of groups and stuff by the stuff i said you know so like i i would say stuff that they didn't like and then i get kicked out of a group and okay whatever but like it's dumb like 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 okay like uh i'm trying to find something else okay like right now like at the time you're hearing this podcast, very recently something happened with a spa, an Asian spa, where somebody went in and shot a bunch of people, right? Like, that's the story. Somebody went and hurt a bunch of people, which is really bad, mm-hmm. and really not good. And, but, but, he, okay, so I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying we should not do something about it. I'm just saying. Here's here's the problem that starts to happen in my mind from that. People start trying to force compassion and tr- and start trying to force people to feel something they may not be completely unaware they may be completely unaware of. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but there are so many violent shootings that happen in America every day over stuff that like last night in San and in San Angelo where I'm at, it's like there's probably a bunch of people got shot last night. This is like Podunk Country Town, you know. Like, yeah. why would, why would you need to do that? People are violent. People, people, you know, you people do crazy things because people yeah, are crazy. People are crazy. You, that's the thing. And Facebook brings out the fact that they're crazy. It's like they're like one step away from like a mental institution. Some of these people, it's like, I'm not really like the stuff. It's like, okay, you're like borderline, like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're kind of crazy, but 
these forced compassion like all right so you probably ran into this maybe if you if you mess you well you don't have very much social media anymore but here's here's something that people do now silence is violence right have you heard that before yep, yep. but it's mm-hmm. funny because words are violence too to that same group of people so words are violence mm-hmm. silence is violence so it's like there's not really yep. any way to not be violent i guess and it's like if you feel motivated to post about you know shootings or you want to do something to help the community you want to give that's fine please do they need help the families need help that's great 100 percent approve that but trying to put a gun in somebody's face and go you better change your profile to this and make a post about this otherwise i'm gonna kill your business and destroy your life mm-hmm. that is psychotic like that oh. that is crazy that is not that is not love. That's not compassion. That's being a bully to bullies, which makes you a bully. That's that, extortion. Yeah, this is extortion. It's blackmail. And it's like, mm-hmm. I posted about that. Like, we're living in this age now where we're in the age of digital blackmail, in the age of digital extortion, in the age of digital assassins. That's the age we're in now where... All of you guys think that these movements are so organic and these and people think that these like these groups just spring up out of nowhere with millions of dollars in fundraising and it's like guys I don't know if you've ever looked at the history of America but there's a lot of stuff America has done that is very very questionable to gain power or to gain influence like this one I was looking at the other day is Operation Northwood yeah. this is uh, during JFK's time but you've get, have you heard of that story, Operation Northwoods? Have you heard of Operation? No, Northwoods? I haven't. Okay, okay. So, this is no, crazy. I haven't, bro. Okay, this is crazy. All right, so this is during John F. Kennedy's time, which is probably they're probably the same people who killed him. The CIA probably did. That's very, mm-hmm. very likely that they're the ones that did that. So, Operation Northwoods, in a nutshell was an operation because Cuba was aligned with the Soviet Union, right? This is during Cold War times. So intelligence mm-hmm. is necessary. Um, everybody's really super suspicious of everybody. Soviet Union or you know, is not a good place. Cuba's on their side. Communism is thriving in, in Cuba. So you get kind of this Havana night sort of picture going on, right? And JFK times going on. Operation Northwoods was this thing where they were concerned because Cuba was so close to Florida that if they, the Soviet Union decided to launch an attack from Cuba, the United States would not be able to respond in enough time to stop that invasion before it reached Florida, which would cut off major ports and major access ways into the country. So it's it's a it's very strategic, important place. So they needed to invade cuba right the united states wanted to invade cuba to stop this nothing's happened yet but they're going to stop it before it happens right central intelligence agency fbi is trying to come up with solutions to try to stop this and part of the solutions they started coming up with was one of these operations named operation northwoods and Mm -hmm. what they were planning on doing 
is they knew they could not just go invade Cuba because the American public would freak out, right? So they started, they were planning on doing these things called false flag operations. False flag operation is whenever you dress up like the enemy or bomb your own people or kill your own people in order to sell the narrative that another place did that to you. Like a lot of people think 9-11 was a false flag operation. Yep. And, and like, so, but this is, I mean, this is historical declassified documents that has say this is what happened this is not me making this up this is something that has happened this happened during jfk's time um and so their aim was they have no morals they are morally uh don't have them and they don't have morals they're morally absent and so their plan was they had a couple of different plans i think about probably eight total is what i had seen before and Ooh. One multiple of these meant harming U.S. citizens pretending to be Cubans or bombing U.S. boats at, pretending to be Cubans or going to Cuba and 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 blowing up themselves saying communists did it in order to sell to the American people the outrage to go invade Cuba. Right. When, J- when that landed at JFK's desk, he fired the guy that was in charge of that. And that was like, they say that was the book close, which I don't believe that was the book close at all. That's not how that stuff works. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm saying this is because right now in social media, digitally, you're seeing false flag operations going down. You're seeing these movements like, okay, could Joe Biden have become president without black lives matter no hell no no could joe biden have become president without antifa no no so let me ask you then if the if it was not organic homegrown motivated people who was it doing that could it have possibly been a false flag operation from the cia could it have been some other billionaire or some other person? Because a lot of people lay that blame at George Soros's feet. Because if you look at who the camp, the donations come from, that bust in the voters, that provided all the money, it falls to certain companies. Yeah. And certain companies would have bricks. When somebody was going to arrive and riot, there would be tons of bricks just ready to be thrown, just waiting and waiting for them in the street. And during the BLM riots, they caught FBI agents rioting. So these movements we think are organic, homegrown outrages of hate or outrages against hate. I am of the persuasion Mm -hmm. they are completely fake. And they get the public stirred up because they want, they have a goal in mind. And they're a lot smarter than the average citizen. These... Mm -hmm. Strategic military operations are much smarter than the average person. All they have to do is literally make fun of a trans person online and y'all are ready to go burn down Minneapolis. That's all they have to do because they learned that your triggers yeah. are weak. Instead of you going, hey, maybe it's a good idea we don't burn down our own businesses. Maybe it's a good idea that we don't smash the mom yeah. and pop store who's been here 20 years, who has been a part of our community who is trying to help our community. Maybe it's a good idea. We don't burn down their building. And then furthermore, and here's how, here's even more proof of the false flag operations is that 
they don't face any criminal charges after doing that stuff. You're telling me that the yeah. United States all of a sudden just forgets that they have rules against vandalism, against bodily harm, against yeah. murder, against all this stuff, you know? And furthermore, oh man, there's another one. Okay, I'll stop after this one. And the George, oh, no, going, going. Uh, the, and the George Floyd thing. He did not die from the thing everybody claimed he died. So you had a false thing start, a movement that was well-funded, with FBI agents rioting, and all of a sudden blasted everywhere on the news and media, and then anybody who says anything against it would get ostracized on social media from people they don't even know. And it's like, you, you really think that has nothing to do with the government. It has nothing to do with the CIA. It has nothing to do with trying to get a certain person in power. It has nothing to do with that. It's like, to me, that is a, that's the part that's extremely far-fetched is when people think that, people honestly think that people voted for Sleepy Joe. I'm a, I'm a, okay, look, you know, if you want to know off the bat, I was like, I think Trump, I don't know all Trump's story, but I can tell you I wouldn't have voted for Sleepy Joe, okay? That's just what, that's just the case, like. Child sniffer. Child sniffer. You ain't black unless you vote for me. Yes, I am black. Racist Joe Biden. I am black regardless of what, if I vote for you or not. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't want to get too heavy in the politics thing. I'm just saying that like anybody I know that was, that was more liberal or Democrat or whatever, they weren't voting for Joe Biden or they didn't vote for him. It was anti-Trump, right? Yeah. So if they can get people, if they can't get you to be for something, if they can get enough hate against something, that's a way to control the public. And yes. that's exactly what the Operation Northwoods was going to do before JFK shut it down. They were going to literally blow up and apartment buildings with poor people in them saying it was Cubans attacking in order to invade Cuba. That was on the table in a report. That's what they are going to do. And then all of a sudden we think they just became good guys. All of a sudden we think that they are not willing to do that stuff anymore. There's always an agenda. Always. And that's, that's why movements, movements are not to be movements are cults. Yeah. Watch out. Sure. They, they are cults. And they adapt and they get better at their strategy because people kind of wise up or the same tactics doesn't work as much. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they just, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're not dumb. And they know how to manipulate the, the people of the United States because after, well, after 9-11, the Patriot Act was passed. Yes. Yeah. Um, then something happened in Obama's administration where they did the, uh, uh, was it involuntary detention or um, kids in cages? No, 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 no. Um, it was called, I think, it, prolonged detention or. Oh, that's the stuff Kamala Harris was involved in. Well, yeah, where they could leave. It's a law that they could legally detain you and without telling you anything about what's going on and deny you your rights. American people voted for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was somebody very charismatic and knew how to sprinkle the sugar on that. To sell it well, what you just voted for is that we can come into your house, we could 
legally hold you and not tell you for an indefinite amount of time. Oh, the indefinite detention bill. Great job, Mary. Huh? The it's called the indefinite detention bill. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, man, just like uh, National Defense Authorization Act. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I have my facts right, Josh. You fact checker. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Is that summed up what it is? Yep. Of course, though, the article I'm reading, it's come, I read it at Good the at CNN. Well, no, it's at ACLU, so they're trying to make it seem like it's Bush's fault that Obama signed that somehow. More deflecting. Yeah, uh, dude, dude, I'm serious. They're like, even right now, they are trying to somehow find a way to blame Trump Put for this on Trump? riots. Yeah, of yeah. what's going on in Biden's administration. They're trying to find a way to do that. And it, and they're, I just feel like you got to be like the sort of person that is so fanatic that you can't possibly even consider the option that you're being played. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I'm not, I honestly, I don't even make political posts anymore just because it's pointless and nobody mm-hmm. changes their mind and people just get more divided and it's like I can't do anything about it but I can talk about it for entertainment purposes on my show you know <laughs> so there, that is what I can use it for but it's, yeah. just, it's just like it's just wild again going back to the same theme we've been doing through the whole show is like people like want to be told what to do and what to believe and so you have cult leader presidents, cult leader people, cult movements happen. And people just rally around that like hard, man. You know? And it's like, I heard, I had heard this before. And I didn't really see it, I guess, when I was out of Texas. Because I didn't really pay attention that much to the other states too much. But apparently in Texas, they're like really, really about being individualistic here in a lot of ways. You know, and some places, I guess other places just aren't like that or. Yeah, I like that here. Really? One mind, one mind, one soul, one collective thought. Oh. <laughs> uh. yes. Well, you're right. Texas definitely does have its independent, independent mind, independent thinking and. Yeah, very individualistic, but but still part of the group. I don't know. It's called being a Texan. That's the only thing I can say. And other people who have traveled and have been to Texas and interacted inside Texas with Texans, yeah. they're like, those people are Texans before they're anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, we definitely have our way of, that's we have our way of doing things in our outlook that's definitely different from apparently any other states. Yeah. I think too. I think we're too. We're one of the first ones to get rid of the mask mandate. Us in Florida, mm-hmm. you know. But um, <laughs> a story about Joe Biden in Florida is really funny. About what that guy said. Remember, I told you about the. He fell up the stairs. No, no. Uh, the Florida mayor told the Biden to go f himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will not call you Mr. President. Yeah, yeah. You can. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, man, like. If I really believe, so first of all, nobody has been able to explain to me why they hate Trump. 
Yeah. Right. That, like, I hate Trump. He's racist. Okay. Yeah. But why you hate him? Why you don't like him? Like, I don't know if people know this that are minorities. You have probably had a racist boss. Yeah. I am 90% sure if your skin is, is a darker than the shade of milk, you have probably had a racist <laughs> boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you had a racist coworker. Are you worked with? I'm pretty sure you have literally interacted with somebody directly that was racist. Yeah. And you yeah. probably didn't know it. Or if you did know it, they didn't come hang you and they didn't set a cross on fire in your in your front porch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So all right, if you think so, let's say you did think he was president or the president was racist. Okay, that's your thought. Okay, but why do you think that? I really have never got a like a answer where I'm like, okay, that's straight. Because I've had racist bosses. I've been called colored. I've been called nigger. I've been called all types of stuff. So I, I experienced racism myself um, where, you know, in Texas, we kind of hand, I don't know if they still do this because of the COVID, but probably pre-COVID, you actually hand somebody back your change, like at a store, right? Uh-huh. And it was kind of like, if somebody put it on the counter and slid it to you, it was kind of like, like, get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so up here, you know, there will be certain places where they was, would not purposely not hand me the change back. Like they didn't want to have any type of contact with the color of my skin because uh-huh. it might have rubbed off on them. Like <laughs> like a marker, brown marker. <laughs> yeah, like a brown marker. Or like, what's that movie Um, that with Venom? Like Venom, you know what I mean? Like from the comic book? Yeah, yeah. In the movie? Yeah, so I was like, I don't know, like my blackness is gonna jump off on them. They gonna have an afro and your black you know. symbiote. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the African symbiote. Watch out! <laughs> um, like man, it smells like African cherry in here. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, like me. I'm a manager at a hospital and there's only two people that are my skin color at this hospital. And there's only me and another person that's in responsibility. There's only two black managers. Yeah. And there's only three black workers there. No, four. There's four of us. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we have countered racism Mm -hmm. at that hospital just because we stand out. And there's actually people that says, I don't know why people are so upset. We treat those people so good. We give them food stamps. We give them welfare. We give them all this stuff. I don't know why they want to ride and burn up stuff. Um, I'm like, that's where I live at. I hear that. Uh, right? So I know there's other people thinking that. Yeah. You know, so if you think somebody's racist, all right, cool. You know, if you can't back it up, all right, fine. But the fact that you're going to be so mad at the president for thinking he's racist. Why about you be mad at your boss that probably does call you bad names behind your back? Yeah. I only hired you because you can speak Spanish, but doesn't want to pay you extra to be a translator. Yeah. Be, that's racist. Yeah. That is be mad racist. at that. Be mad at, and that's why I go back. We always want to go after the big thing, but with the thing that's in front of us that we actually do something about, we don't even try to uh, fight. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. like, I want to fight the battle. I know I can't win. Because I want to have something to cry about. But the battle I can win, be like, hey, boss, you need to pay me $3 more an hour if you got me translating. Yes. Yeah. You're just not going to take advantage of my culture just because you need the interpret to your patients. Yes. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, man, that's that's perfect. That's see, you just brought it all the way back. It's like, what can you do? What actually is what under your effect? What is inside of your world that actually matters? And mm-hmm. stop just virtue signaling, trying to look like you're compassionate or you're all this and all that. It's like, dude, nobody. I, that's the secret. I'll tell you the secret of social media, guys. Nobody really cares what you care about. There's a few people who actually are your friends who actually care about you. They do care. Mm-hmm. Focus on your friends. Focus on those people. Like, but you trying to get out here and be a keyboard warrior, nobody cares. Nobody cares yeah. how mad you are on Twitter, man. Like, it's not real. Unless yeah. you really come out here and you're going to smack somebody in their face. Like, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course you. <laughs> I know you would. I know you would do that. <laughs> hey, listen here. <laughs> You're gonna start oh, acting right, yeah. yeah. But that's that's what I mean. It's like what? Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy to me that people are doing that. It's crazy to me that people are so easily swayed, and that they they're still not dealing with themselves. They're still not dealing with their own stuff. Mhm. I just, yeah, that blows me away, and I just, I don't know. I guess I want to do this episode and just talk about stuff, and that ended up being where we're going. But that's, yep. that's what's up. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good subject. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Get all the way, took it all the way from up here with Jesus stuff, all the way back to us. Brought it back in, you know. Yeah. Shoot. Okay, I, I was trying to think. I, I was. Thinking if I had any more funny stories about like social media or something, which I guess I got a lot, but can't think of any right now. All right, I guess that's it. You all right, good? all right, all right. Got anything, Ken? You good? You ready to sign off? All right. I'm ready to sign off. All right, we'll check. Yep. We'll catch y'all later. <laughs>